Girl Talk with Ethel Mitchell, a program that comes on every Saturday morning. And it has the purpose of trying to bring you really, what I consider at least, important information that affects absolutely everyone. If you have property, if you don't have property, if you're old, if you're young, even babies, because somebody's got to take care of babies. Somebody's got to provide money to feed them, to clothe them, to educate them, to train them, and to protect and shelter them as they grow. What I'm noticing now is that um, one of the greatest generations is passing through. That's that's my term for dying, basically. Uh, 70, 80, and 90-year-olds and, and hundreds are, 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 you know, coming to the end of their lives. And they were awesome. They were hard workers. They were good savers. They... They really worked hard to destroy racism, and they did a great job of, of really breaking down a lot of barriers. Uh, maybe not all, but a lot. Certainly a whole lot better than when they were born. And for our purposes, they were great savers. They believed in property. They knew the importance of having a home and property that nobody could take from them. Their grandparents, and, and in some instances, parents, had been slaves. And so they knew the importance of having and keeping a home and a shelter for themselves and those that they love. And so as they leave this world, they are leaving the largest transfer of wealth in our known history. The largest transfer of wealth is going on right now from this older generation to those who are still here. And those of us who are the beneficiaries of that or those who are in that generation, I personally think have a duty to make sure that that transfer is as easy, as least expensive, as the law can make it. So Law Talk today is going to really try to focus in on the things that you need to know and the things that you need to do and make sure of don't take it for granted. Don't think that you've got time, okay, about property and about the legal document that you need in order to make that transfer of wealth, of houses, of land, of bank accounts, of all these, all these wonderful things that that generation fought so hard to get, to accumulate, and really wants to transfer it to make your life, the life of those of us who are still here, better. But a lot of times they don't know how. Or maybe they tried to, but they didn't do such a good job. Or maybe they started it, but they didn't finish it. Okay? So I'm really, really hoping that the 60, the 70-year-olds, the 40-year-olds, the 50-year-olds, all of you who think that you are going to receive a mon- money, a home, property, whatever it is, when your mother, your grandmother, your aunt, your uncle, you know, your brother, your significant other, when they die. I'm imploring you to make sure that the proper documentation is in order, okay? So we're going to talk about that today. And, of course, as always, you're welcome to call in while I'm on the air. 
at 1-800-450-7876, 1-800-450-7876 while I'm here on the air. And I'll be glad to answer your questions. I, I ask you to try to call in early. Sometimes people tend to wait until it's almost the end of the program, and then I don't have a chance for um, chance to really explain um, uh, my my answers. But call in so I can answer your questions about wills, about trust, about deeds, uh, things of that sort that are the legal documents that we use to protect assets, to preserve them, and then to pass them on in the way that you want, in the way that you feel is best. And you can do it. I suggest that you must do it and that, and that you really need to consult with a lawyer that does this kind of work to help you do this because it's critically important. I'm getting people who are selling property for 500, 600, 900. One of my clients sold a property for $900,000 two weeks ago. And that's no mortgage, okay? With the proper planning, the proper execution of documents, that can be done with the least amount of trouble, the least amount of work, the least amount of fees and taxes, but you really need somebody to guide you on this. So we're going to talk about that today. Uh, I'm going to answer questions about it. Uh, if you want me to work with you in the Washington, D.C., um, Maryland, or Northern Virginia area, you can reach me through 240 638 2406382828 we're monitoring that call phone and trying to get back to you as quickly as possible okay this program is brought to you by my law office which is called wills and trusts llc where the only kind of law we do is to prepare wills trusts power of attorneys advanced medical directives and documents associated with it deeds etc so if you or someone you know needs a will, a power of attorney, an advanced medical directive, give us a call or assistance in administering an estate or a trust, give us a call at 240-638-2828. 240-638-2828. Before I get started, though, I do want to uh, announce a few things. Uh, there is an amazing conference coming up on May 22nd in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I believe a lot of it's going to be virtual. I'm sorry, on the 30th of May is the conference. But on the 22nd of May, I'm going to have Mr. Dale Caldwell on, who is the organizer of what's called Black Excellence. He has put together uh, the Black Hall of Fames. You can go online right now and see many of them. There's the Black Entrepreneurs Hall of Fame, which has pictures and names of numerous Black entrepreneurs through history. There's the Black Inventors Hall of Fame, again, which has numerous pictures of members of Black inventors. Uh, some who are alive right now will be inducted into the Hall of Fame in this, at this May 30th meeting. Uh, Mr. Caldwell, who has done this, is going to be on Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell on May 22nd to give us more information. Uh, there's the Black Educators Hall of Fame. Again, numerous people that you never hear about on it. I was on a call where this was discussed and things I never heard of and I, I, that, that, were, that were so important for us, black and white in this country, to know. So um, there's Black Tennis Hall of Fame also. And I think there's one more that I'm not thinking of right now, but um, Black inventors, Black tennis, Black educators, Black entrepreneurs. Uh, they're all like the Black inventors is B-I-H-O-F. Tennis is B-T-H-O-F dot org. Black educators is B 
ed, I think it is, hof.org. Um, uh, but it's all part of what's called the Black Excellence Alliance. And Mr. Caldwell is going to be on on the 22nd of May. But go online and check him out because and check these different halls of things out, especially if you are teachers or you have young or people or young uh, adults even who need to know this stuff, black and white. We all need to know this. So please do check it out. And I am I, really delighted to be able to bring him. Uh, if you go on my website, lawtalkwithethelmitchell.com, uh, Professor James Howard, who is part of the Black Inventors Hall of Fame, who's been organizing that part with Mr. Caldwell, was on, and his um, program is on lawtalkwithethelmitchell.com. But it's fascinating to learn our history because our history right here in the United States. <clears throat> and you can't depend on our children being taught this in school. So we have to teach it ourselves. So check it out. I think that's important. The other thing, too, anybody that knows me well knows that I absolutely love Formula One racing. I love Formula One racing. And this morning I was looking at it. It's on TV tomorrow morning. It's They're racing in Portugal. And one of the reasons why I love it is because the seven-time world champion is a black man, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, from Britain. So check it out. It's going to be on next tomorrow. They they were doing practicing and they'll do qualifying later on today. Uh, but it's exciting. So I know we're all looking for something to do and something exciting on TV. And just I'm sick of being inside myself, but at least that's something that's exciting to look at. So do check it out. All right. So let's get started. Law is powerful. It can help you or it can hurt you. It impacts everything that you do. What you don't know really does hurt you. So if you don't know, if you don't have a copy of the deed to your house or the house that you live in or the house that you think you you will be getting or the house that you thought your grandmother owned or your parents owned, get it. It's a it's a it's a public document. If you don't know how to make sure that that house is going to go to who you want it to go to, get a lawyer to do the documents for you and talk to them. Of course, have a will done, a power of attorney, and a medical directive, but also see if there is another easy, there is an additional easy way in which you can arrange for the transfer of that property after your debt so they don't lose the step up and basis. Okay. Um, uh, and, and, and if so, get the documents done. Please don't rely on things online because they may or may not be good. And if they're not good, your family's going to pay a lot of money to try and get it the way you want it. And sometimes you just can't do it. You just can't do it, okay? So if you want to benefit the next generation, make sure that your will is done your power of attorney and advanced medical directives are done and you tell somebody or you show somebody or you give somebody the original document, this is really, really important. If you are expecting to receive or inherit, make sure this is done, okay? It's really important. What you don't know, if you're just sitting in, holding your hands, waiting for you, you know, just to drop in your lap, you can have some very rude awakenings. Um, you may end up having to pay lots of money in order to get what could have been done easily, quickly, and uh, with few taxes and less legal fees if you make sure it's done properly. Each week, Law Talk brings you information that hopefully will empower and inform you to instruct you about what you need to do to make these things happen. So remember, however, that what you hear on the program is for information purposes only. There is no attorney-client relationship established by anything said on this program or on the website. It's strictly for legal, it's strictly for educational and information purposes only. 
you must seek a lawyer for your own individual advice. The lawyer needs to talk to you. The lawyer needs to see your deed. If you have a, a will or documents already, you need to show it to that lawyer and make sure that it's, it's done right. If another lawyer didn't do it for you in particular, or if it's good Lord, so many people come with deeds that are 20 years old and children are grown, people you named in it are dead, please get them updated. It's critically important. If you got a divorce, get a new will or get a will. If someone you named in your will has died, unless the will provides for the alternative, please get a will. It's critically important. It really is. And make sure that the lawyer examines it closely to make sure it will be legally enforceable. Because sometimes people get these wills online. They Even when they're notarized and witnessed, they may not have the attestation on it. It's very, very important. So let's get more specific. Let's get more specific. Uh, I think there is a caller on the line. Yes. Okay. Uh, Doug, thank you very much. I have to say thank you for my board operator, Doug. He is just wonderful. I really, really appreciate him. Uh, I understand there's a caller on the line. Good morning. May I help you? Hello? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Am I on the air? Yes, you are. You are on the air. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Good morning. My name is Weeda Davis. I've called into you, Attorney Mitchell, uh, a few times before. I live in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Okay. What I'm calling, Uh calling to say is, oh, I've waited all week to call you just to let you know that the sermons that you preach every Saturday, they have not fallen on <laughs> death's ears. Not at all. I'm so glad. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. But I, I am happy to announce that finally I have completed my will. I That's um, great, located an attorney here in, the, in within Georgia. She works outside of Atlanta in a place called Alpharetta. And okay. so... Uh-huh. Um, but the will, the doable power of attorney, medical directive, and uh, last will and testament, that uh-huh. has been completed. That's and wonderful. Was, thank you. Thank you. It's a big relief. Uh, what mm-hmm. I did was uh, there is something that I took advantage of through my job. It's called AROG. And you pay, it's kind of like if you pay, you know, your dental um, premiums every two weeks when you're paid. This was uh, a legal service I could take advantage of. So I found her through the legal service. And she's wills, like you, wills, trust, estate planning, uh, been practicing, I want to say she said for like 17 years or so. Very uh, Very much like yourself, you know, she Uh started out telling me how, you know, she says now the law can hurt you or it can empower you. And, you know, she Mm -hmm. went on to tell me, you know, things about her and she presented herself and and, and to me. So, okay. um, Very good. We decided is a year from now, she's going to call me back and we're going to check to see if maybe I might be interested in perhaps, um, Setting up a trust, okay. Maybe you know. Good. So we're gonna uh, right, right, right. Visit with me within uh, another year from now. So what we That's did right. was after completing the will, she says, "I want, I really want you. You can go get like a safe deposit box or whatever, but for t- just temporarily, go to mm-hmm. our depot, get you a safe. <clears throat> they have fireproof, okay. and I really would mm-hmm. rather you start off by putting it in there, and then." Um, she advised that I get some sleeves and um, put that, you know, in the safe along with the wheel. And then this is one thing she said. She says, now, when we staple this, you can't unstaple it because, you know, that's important for questioning that, oh, it looks like someone Mm -hmm. unstapled this. Maybe a page was Mm -hmm. inserted that wasn't done in the original. Mm -hmm. You don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to be very careful with them. Yeah, that is great. So wait, let me let me ask you, if you don't mind, send me an email 
or ask her to send me an email with her contact information, okay? Because I'm looking to have names and numbers and contacts of lawyers that do this kind of work, especially so thoroughly and so well in other parts of the country. Because people call me from all over, and I want to be able to tell them, you can contact so-and-so and such-and-such and such in Georgia, for example. I'm always looking for somebody in Georgia. Um, okay. And I would love to start, like, some sort of a directory that some kind of way, I don't know when I'm going to do this because I don't have time, but at some point in the not-too-distant future, it would be nice to have a whole directory of lawyers that do this. And I like the way you say she did it, that she took time, she explained it to you, she gave you advice you know, to follow up and so on like that. So please, my email address, let me give it to you, okay? It's emitchell, E-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, at willsandtrust.net. So that's at W-I-L-L-S-A-N-D-T-R-U-S-T-S dot N-E-T. So please use E-S. Yes. Dot trust. Dot net. Dot net. Dot net. Okay. Wills. Wills and trust. Okay. Dot net. Yeah. Right. Okay. And 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 tell me that you're the lady that called in, and that this is the lawyer that you're talking about, and uh, tell her that you're doing that. And if she wants to call me, at two four zero six three eight two eight two eight, I would be delighted to talk to her. But congratulations. That is, I bet you feel better. Oh, I do. I do. I feel so accomplished. Uh-huh. I do. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. I am definitely, well, I want to be the first to today. And I'm trying to give you specific ideas that you should share with your loved ones and how to share and protect the property that, and pass on the property that you are, that you own or that you are expecting. So let's talk a little bit more about specific things that I would recommend you do in order to protect yourself and to protect your loved ones. There are three primary documents that everybody needs to have. If you're an adult, you need to have a power of attorney, a medical directive, and a last will and testament. This is particularly important the older you get because at some point we're all leaving here. It's becoming more and more important to what we consider young, younger people in their 40s and certainly in your 50s. If you own a home, you should have a will. If you have a child or children, you should have a will. If you are married, you should have a will. If you are not married, you should have a will. If you are not married and have no children, you should have a will. It is the document that helps to transfer your assets after your death. Now, if you want to go a little bit further and have a trust, certainly that's something you should talk to your lawyer about when you do your will. I also recommend, and to the lady that just called, I would also recommend that you get a copy of any deeds to property that you own. They are public records. In many states, you can just go online and get them. You can call the, the, they're always a public record and they're in, they're usually part of the court system. So if you look up, it's called the Recorder of Deeds Office in almost all places that I know of, at least. Uh, they are in the county seat, whatever county you live in, or if you live in Louisiana Parish, uh, wherever the seat of government is for that county, where it's usually where the court is, the, the, the local uh, circuit court. The Recorder of Deeds is almost always a part of that court system. They are online uh, in terms of being able to call them and get, you know, phone numbers and so on like that. In many states, 
They are, the deeds themselves are actually online. For example, in Maryland and in Washington, D.C., I can just go online and get deeds. In Virginia, it's much harder to do, okay? But they are a public record, and you can have them mailed to you. Now, I did speak with a client this week who said he had contacted uh, some county in Virginia, and the county claimed that he had to physically come into the office to get a copy of the deed. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Usually you can call, arrange to send the money if there's a cost for it, and they will mail you a copy of the deed. Uh, and in his case, it was like 250 miles away, so I was like very disturbed about that. But you can get a copy of the deed, and you must have a copy of the deed to any property that you own or you're responsible for. It's really important. And it's also important to make a distinction. There is, it's not the deed of mortgage, or it's not the deed of trust even. A lot of people bring me the deed of trust. That's not your deed. The deed of trust is a mortgage. That was the old name for a mortgage. Deed of trust was your mortgage. The deed is where the person who owned it before you transfers it to you. So when you're looking for a deed that belongs to your grandmother or your grandfather or your father or, or, or you, You've got to find their name on that deed. The way in which property is transferred and the proof of it is through the deed, and the deed is from one person. It's a document that says from one person to another person or persons. And the, the, the person whose name is on it as grantee, T grantee, often are they may be called party of the second part, you know, the, the grantor transfers to the party, to, grantor transfers to the grantee, or the party of first part transfers to the party of the second part, the person receiving the deed and now owning it is the second person, the grantee or the party of the second part. And that's your proof that you own it. So it's very important that you have that deed in your possession. Okay? It's very important. It's not you don't have to have the original. Okay, don't don't get upset with that. Don't need the original and you do not have to wait until you finish paying off the mortgage. Absolutely not. That's an old fallacy. That was before deeds were easily accessible. Anybody, an investor, any stranger can get a copy of your deed. So you know you can get a copy of your deed. And the copy is usually just as good as the original, all right? Usually, sometimes you have to get it certified or whatever. But make sure you have, at the very least, a copy of that deed. The second thing that you want to make sure you have, especially if somebody's moving in to live with you, somebody in their 70s, 80s, or 90s, or 100s, you should have the original last will and testament, or at least know where it is. If you are in this age group and you're listening to me, make sure, number one, you've gotten a properly drawn up last will and testament that has been executed, preferably under the supervision of a lawyer. Now, some lawyers will prepare these documents and mail them to you for you to execute. I try not to do that if I can help it, because the execution of the document is very, very important. For example, if you are named in a will, you should never be a witness to that will. So if Mr. Jones, Mr. Robert Jones, is giving property to his daughter, Miss uh, Cecilia Jones, let's make up something, Miss Cecilia Jones, in, in his last will and testament, Miss Cecilia Jones should not be a witness 
to Mr. Robert Jones's will. If you find that that is true, quickly go to a lawyer and get a new will done. Quickly go to a lawyer and get a new will done because Miss Cecilia Jones, in order to get that property, will have will not be able to get that property from that will. You cannot be a witness to a will that's giving you something. Otherwise, you have to give it up. Unless there's so many witnesses that they the court can ignore your witness signature. Okay, so that's important. It's important that. The person that you named as your executor or your personal representative or administrator know where and have access to the last, the original last will and testament. The original last will and testament. Like I said last week, don't just tell your loved one, baby, don't worry about it. I went to the lawyer and I got my will done. Say, thank you very much, mama. Thank you very much, daddy. But what lawyer did you go to? Does give me the name and number, the address. Does he or she have the original will? If so, please give me authority to get the original will after your death. Now, I don't keep original will, because I know I'm going to die one of these days myself. So, you know, you, I would much rather you have your own original will. But like I tell all my clients, I give them a book that's so big they can't lose it, okay? And so I tell them, make sure your daughter, whoever's going to get, you know, be in charge, make sure they know what this looks like. Make sure they know exactly where you're keeping it. If it's in a safe, fine. I don't think you need to have a safe, but if you want a safe, that's fine. Whatever it is, make sure they know where it is. And if it's in a safety deposit box, put their name on it and tell them where the key is. Now, suppose that a person is no longer competent, because you have to be competent. You have to have competency and capacity to sign a will. You have to have competency and capacity to sign a deed, to sign a power of attorney. And let's say, whether there's a will or not, your loved one is no longer confident to do anything. They're they're sick. They've got COVID. They're just dementia has advanced to the point that they just are no longer confident. But they had in fact done a properly drawn up power of attorney. They had in fact drawn up a power of attorney. Well, we might be able to do something with a deed. And this is something you just have to go to your lawyer in your state and ask them. Get a copy of the deed, go to the lawyer in the state, explain the situation. And may I suggest, when you call a lawyer's office, don't tell them what kind of law it's about, all right? Explain what you need and what you have. And then they can tell you if it's something they do and how it can be done. When I come back after break, I want to explain that. That's a small but important factor. Uh, A good example of it happened this week where I referred someone to another lawyer. But when they called that other lawyer, they told the lawyer it was a particular kind of law that that particular lawyer did not do. But in fact, it wasn't a, let's say, real estate transaction. I started out with talking about if, God forbid, a loved one is already incapacitated or incompetent to sign a deed or to sign a trust or to sign a will. But before they had become incompetent, they had, in fact, signed a a power of attorney, a properly drawn up, durable power of attorney. And you have that power of attorney. You might want to take that with copies of the deed to a lawyer in your state and ask the lawyer if there are any types of deeds or documents. You can't sign a will for somebody else with the power of attorney. At least that's always been my 
understanding of the law. Nobody else can sign your will, even with the power of attorney. But they may be able to sign a deed. So, for example, sometimes people come to me and they say, you know, Ms. Mitchell, I hear you talk about the transfer on death deed. In this particular area, in the metropolitan area, Washington, D.C., and Maryland have what's called transfer on death deeds. What they say is the person owning the property transfers at their death the named property to named beneficiaries. And if someone has a properly drawn up power of attorney, we can prepare a deed for property in Washington, D.C. and in Maryland. I'm sorry, I I spoke wrong. It's Washington, D.C. and Virginia that have transfer on death deeds, not Maryland. Virginia has a transfer on death deed and D.C. You can have the power of attorney. The person can sign this transfer on death deed using the power of attorney so that that when the person dies, the person that owns the property who is, let's say, the father, Mr. Robert Jones, and he gave his daughter, Ms. Cecilia Jones, a power of attorney that was properly drawn up, what we call durable, meaning that even if they're incapacitated, it's good. Or better yet, you don't have to be incapacitated for it to be good. Because sometimes if you have to be incapacitated for it to be useful, you have to have the medical records that you are incapacitated to go with that power of attorney. But let's just say you have what you need. Sometimes lawyers can prepare a transfer on death deed that, will, that has to be recorded before the person dies. But the effect of it is that when the person dies, the beneficiaries are able to do another, what's called a confirmatory deed, and have ownership of that property without going through probate. And that's most of the time. I used to run into title companies that would still insist that you had to open a probate uh, in order to sell it. But that has not been happening lately. We've been able to do confirmatory deeds saying the transfer on death deed was recorded before the person died. When the person dies, we go back in, do what we call a confirmatory deed with a copy of their death certificate and record that, and that becomes title. And that way, that's another win which you can avoid having to go through probate and still get the step up in basis, which is so important. You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. I'm your host, Attorney Ethel Mitchell. The only kind of law we do at my company, Wills and Trust LLC, is Wills, Trust, Power of Attorneys, Advanced Medical Directives. We prepare deeds. We do administration of estates and administration of trust. Um, and counsel people as needed. So give us a call at 240-638-2828. Another thing that you need to know while we're talking about deeds and trying to make it so that they're going to transfer at death. And the reason why I keep saying that, those of you who listen often know that I'm trying to preserve the step-up in basis, uh, which saves a tremendous amount of capital gains tax later on. Um, uh, If One other thing for you to know is that if indeed there is another person's name on the deed, let's say Mr. Jones and Ms. Mary Jones own the home together. They were husband and wife, and the deed said tenancy by the entirety. Mrs. Mary Jones, if Ms. Mary Jones is already deceased, then the deed has to say that. They have to recite that Mr. Jones owns it, Ms. Mary Jones died before him, which means that he's the sole owner of the property, and then he's now doing the transfer on death deed. You will need to have a death certificate of Mrs. Mary Jones to record with the deed. So whenever you have someone's, more than one person's name on the deed, 
and it is either tenancy by the entirety or joint tenancy, both of which result in the survivor being the sole owner of the property. You have to file with that deed the debt certificate because the recorder is going to look at it and say, well, where's Miss Mary Jones? Why isn't she on this deed? And you put in the debt certificate in order to show that Miss Mary Jones had died before Mr. Jones, and that made him the sole owner, and in doing so, empowered him to by himself transfer the property with just his signature. You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. I'm your host, Attorney Ethel Mitchell. Um, this is the only kind of law I do. If you have, uh, you have to get these deeds recorded. Okay, before the person dies, and please don't wait. You know, I do my really, I bend over backwards trying to accommodate people, but sometimes I just can't get it done in time, okay? I just can't, you know, it takes time. I have other clients whose affairs or I have to take care of, and sometimes even when we do the deeds, there is a difficulty with recording, Sometimes we try to record something in D.C., for example. They're very particular. They want to make sure they can see the seal on the court, on the order. In Virginia or in other parts of Maryland, there are other documents that they want, a lien certificate, a certificate of value. All these different kinds of things can come up as we're trying. Even when we're able to record electronically, they come up before, and, and, and it holds up the recording. So we might not be able to get it recorded before the person dies, you see. So please don't wait. Don't wait. It's important that you get these things done and you get them done quickly and done right. I understand there's another caller on the line. Do you mind uh, wait? Well, let me just say hello, and then we'll go to break, and then we'll come right back. Okay? Good morning. You're on the air. Hello? Hello, is there a call? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought there was a caller. Okay. Well, I tell you what. We've been talking about deeds a lot today. We've been talking about what's important. Uh, I want to reiterate, like I did last week, if somebody's moving in with you, insist, blame me. Tell them the lawyer said that you need to have, Mama, you need to have a power of attorney, advanced medical directive. You need to have a, you know, a will. and um, you know, be respectful, of course. Certainly don't make it a condition to moving in with you, but, you know, because, I mean, they, they birthed you, they they fed you, they clothed you, and don't make it like you're trying to take anything from them or anything. So, but try to encourage them that it's for their good. The only way you're going to keep a stranger from taking their bank account while they're alive as a guardian is to have that power of attorney, you know, you've got to have that power of attorney. And it really is important. You know, people call me all the time frantic saying, oh, my God, my husband was just diagnosed with dementia. And I'm like, do you have a power of attorney? And they're like, no. Um, can you get the the doctor to say that he's competent to sign documents? No. And if you don't have anything then you've got to go into court. Now, just being diagnosed does not necessarily mean that they are incompetent to sign documents. Please understand that. But try not to wait, please. Just go on and get it. Put it away. It's done. You don't have to worry about it. All right? You know how important it is to make sure that these documents are done for yourself or and or for those that you love, particularly those who are uh, older, um, 60, 70, 80 years old, um, anyone who has heart trouble has, um, uh, you know, cancer, even if it's in remission, go on and get these documents done. None of us are going to be here forever. You know, just do it. It's part of taking care of your business. Just like you pay your mortgage and you get insurance on your car or your house, you make sure that your 
grass is cut and so on like that, uh, get this document done. Um, you have insurance to take care of your home if, God forbid, it, there's a fire or insurance to pay for your children's education if you're not around when it's time. Make sure of that these kinds of things. And then it's done. You can always change it uh, later on if certain important things happen in your life that may cause a change. You get divorced. Your relationship with someone that you've named in your will to either receive money or to act as your executor changes or power of attorney for that matter. Come back to your lawyer and get your documents changed. You don't have to go to the same lawyer. You can, of course, but you don't have to. All right? You don't have to. Um, so let's talk about probate, the administration of the state through the court, which is what is required when someone dies having bank accounts and or homes, land, property, um, you know, uh, and their name is the only name on the title to the property, and they've not had any way, like a transfer on death deed that transfers it without having to go through court. And very importantly, if they have a last will and testament or not, even when you have a will, it still requires administration through the court. And that process is called probate, okay, or petition for administration. Um, it's, it, it makes it easier, much easier if you have a will. You've named exactly who you want to be in charge. You've required, if it's drawn properly, that there's no bond required. And if it's, if it's done properly and it's admitted to probate, at least in D.C., in the district, once it's admitted and the publication is done, you rarely have to go back to the court. You do have to do an accounting to all what we call interested persons, which are the heirs uh, and anyone who's been named to receive money uh, and any creditor. Uh, you do have to do an accounting to them if you've not paid them. If you've paid them, then they drop off the list of people that have to be notified. Or if they're, you have a will and they're not in the will, although you give notice the first time and you send certain documents to them, the second time you don't have to go back to them. Okay? So assuming that they don't dispute it. I thought I would uh, – I started this last week, but I didn't get through it very far. Uh, if you have questions, call in now at 1-800-450-7876. If you need help with doing this type of work, you have someone who died leaving property, um, and you have to go to the court for administration of that, give us a call at Wills and Trust LLC, 240-638-2828, 240-638-2828. So let me start with in Maryland, well, in both Washington, D.C., and in Maryland, that's called the, the document you filed is called a petition for probate. In Virginia, it's called the probate information form. They all more or less require the same information. So let me start with Maryland today. I started with D.C. last week. But I'm going to try and move a little bit more quickly, although if you have questions, please call in 1-800-450-7876. Okay? So in Maryland, the, the, it's a form, like in Washington, D.C. and in Virginia, and I think in most states, that you can get online. Uh, and it asks in Maryland, what county is it in? It has at the very top, you have to put in the county, and that county is going to be where the deceased person was domiciled. In other words, where was his or her primary place of residency? Even if they went into a nursing home in another place, 
you know, assuming they didn't stay there for 10 years or something like that, but they still considered another place to be, another county, another state to be their primary place of residency. They voted there. Their driving license was there. Maybe they even continued to get their mail there. Um, that is called their domicile, and that's where you would open probate. Now, with some people, they've been out of their homes for five, six years. And at that point, they may no longer be domiciled where their home is. But that's a question you need to discuss with your lawyer. In Maryland, if you have an estate that's in excess of $50,000, or if everything is going to the spouse because there's no no other heir or legatee, $100,000, you would file what's called a regular estate. petition. For, they're called Petition for Administration, a regular estate, or a small estate. Um, the petition is filed by someone. If there's a will, almost always the executor, whoever that is, is the person that has first priority. So let's say Mr. Jones didn't really didn't have any children. His wife was sick, so she knew that she wouldn't be able to do it. And so even if he had a child, for that matter, uh, he named his friend or maybe his brother. Let's say Mr. Robert Jones names Mr. Harold Jones, his brother, to be the executor in his will. And let's just say he did have a son or a daughter. I think we gave him a daughter before, Cecilia Jones. Well, Cecilia may say, well, why can't I file it? If, in fact, there is a will, the court gives first priority to who the deceased person named to take this role. Now, remember something. This process does not start until after somebody dies. Even if the will has been filed in the court uh, for safekeeping in Maryland, because you can do that in Maryland and in some counties in Virginia. You can't do it in D.C. You can file your court. You can submit it to the court. It's sealed, and it's put in a vault, but it's not opened. And it's not, the will isn't any good until somebody dies. That's when it springs into life, so to speak, okay? So whoever you name to be the personal representative has first priority. If you don't have a will, then the court or the law says, these are the orders of priority. Usually it is the spouse first. Then if they're children, any one of the children have equal rights to be the personal representative, and that causes some fighting sometimes. So that's another reason to have a will. If there are no children, then the parents. If there are no parents, then it would be the brothers and sisters, okay? So those are priorities. But let's hope that there is a petitioner that was named to be the executor. So that person would, their their name and address would be the first names in Maryland that's listed. Give us a call at 240-638-2828. 240-638-2828. We work remotely, but that phone number is monitored and you, we do our best to get a call back to you within 24 hours. Uh, sometimes we don't quite make it, but we do try and do that. Um, and then we will send you a packet of information. I'm sorry, we'll send you a form <clears throat> for you to send us information about yourself, what, who your, who your uh, beneficiaries would be, who would act as your power of attorney and your advanced medical directives. Or if it's a probate, you send us information about the deceased person, when and where they died, uh, what their ages are, what your relationship is to them. If there's a will, send us a copy of the will. If there's a deed, send us a copy of the deed, if you have it, um, who their heirs are. And we schedule a consultation at that point where we can be very specific because we have the basic information that we need, at least to get started, okay? Um, and then once we talk, I'm able to better outline what's needed. Uh, we prepare the documents. We get them to you to review. And then uh, once you're satisfied with the documents, we get started. 
If it's a probate, you sign the documents. Usually I have them returned to me. And then if it's Washington, D.C. or up this way around Washington, D.C., Maryland, uh, uh, I'll either mail them. If it's down in Charles County, uh, I will often have the client to deliver it there. Uh, I've learned that Charles County is open, uh, not, I mean, by appointment only. There are a few counties that are, in fact, open, but they're only doing it by appointment. And even then, the person has to come to the window and they do everything that way. If not, almost all courts have what we call drop boxes. I much prefer to have someone deliver the papers physically into the drop box. It's 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 more reliable because even if you mail a return receipt request, nobody's going to stamp it. Nobody's going to sign for it. And there will be no proof that it was actually received by the court. And when you have an original document, like a will or something like that, you have to be extremely careful that that document doesn't get lost. Okay? You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. I'm trying to outline for you quickly at least the initial documents that have to be signed it, in both Washington, D.C. or in the state of Maryland. It starts with a petition. It's called Petition for Administration or Petition for Administration, or I'm sorry, Petition for Probate. Those documents are filled out. They both ask you need to have a death certificate, an original. You need to know when and where the person died. What your, by what right do you file this petition? In other words, if there's a will, were you named? If there's no will, are you an heir? And if so, are you the first in line? Uh, if you are not the first in line, then the court is going to ask for waivers. Those are signed documents that say, I could also be. Let's say they had brought no spouse but children. And so you try to get waivers from all the children, consents and waivers that say, I consent to my brother being appointed. I consent to my sister being appointed. And I waive the necessity of them posting a bond. When you get that, or when you have that, the court will appoint the person. They may still require a bond, but it's not as high. And it'll be much easier to get. If you cannot get a waiver, of the persons with the same priority to, to serve, then you have to post a bond. The court will establish what that bond is, and usually you can go to a bonding company, which is an insurance company that will post the bond for you. That, along with the debt certificate, uh, you, you give some information about what property you know of that's in the estate and is subject for administration that does not include bank accounts that have somebody else's name on it, does not include bank accounts that have payable on death beneficiaries on it, or brokerage accounts that has transfer on death beneficiaries on it. It does not include property that has a transfer on death deed. Okay, so that's one of the reasons why I think it's so important to come to a lawyer before the person dies see if there's anything we can do to make the transition of this property so much easier um, because there are things that we can do. Um, but if you don't and there's no will, then you have to list everything and everything has to go through probate. Once it's signed, once the court appoints you uh, and letters of administration are issued, you have to have publication in the papers you wait for six months, you know, you have to deal with claims. It's a very long process that is sometimes quite tedious. It's very hard to finish in a year. Once you are appointed, however, as personal representative, if your objection is, if your objective is to sell the property, usually the, the appointment of a personal representative without limitation will allow you to sell the property. You can't distribute the money right away. That money goes into the estate account until the claims are paid and any disputes are resolved. 
um, before it's distributed. But it, that is the general process. That there are other documents that have to be filed along with those things. Uh, but I'm running out of time uh, right now, so please call in next week if you have questions about this or any other things. Uh, call me at the office at two four zero. 6382828 do be sure to check out uh the black excellence uh, 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 conference that's coming up May 30th in Tulsa Oklahoma I think a lot of it's going to be virtual go to the black inventors home of fame hall of fame b i h o f dot org Black Educators Hall of Fame, B-E-D-H-O-F.org, Black Inventors Home Hall of Fame, B-I-H-O-F.org, uh, Black Tennis Hall of Fame, B-T-H-O-F.org, uh, and get this really good information. Share it with uh, your children in particular. Our children need to know our history. They need to know how much struggle and 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 they value it a lot more when they know that and they respect it a lot more uh so do take care of yourself um get your shots if you haven't already gotten them even with the shots still wear your mask there are instances small ones but don't be the one that still gets covid even after you get your shot 